Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I'm Zoe Lyons. And I'm Stephen Bailey. And this is Let's Talk About the Husband. Podcast where we is it my go? It is your go, love. Yeah, go on. Oh, yeah, this is a podcast where we take a cultural look at all things pop culture because just as a refresher, as we've been away for a few weeks, Zoe used to be a snob and now she's not. I'm getting there, I'm I'm breaking through my snobbery. I think as I'm losing, I'm losing some of my cynicism with old age, which is okay. Don't break. That was your niche. Cynicism <laughs> is your niche. Okay. Well, I, I tell you what. I wanted to bring. I'm going to bring something moderately positive to the show this week. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. A positive experience I had with reality TV. <gasps> and what reminded me of it was I've had quite a, a weird week of doing some quite strange corporate gigs in bizarre places, including the Milton Keynes Stadium. Hey? Uh, yeah, last week to um, 650 estate agents. So, you know, contain your jealousy, my friend. How do they think of you for that? I don't know, really. I don't know. I think it probably probably less sort of thinking of me as being appropriate for it and think of, more likely thinking of me being very much available for it. So... Uh... <laughs> I think you're booked and blessed. I think you probably overwork. Do you think? Yeah. What would you describe as overwork? You never seem to have a day off, apart from when you every now and again pop off to break your shoulder. Yeah, no, that was a bit unfortunate, wasn't it? Yeah. First holiday in two years. Are you fully healed now? No, I'm not. It's still a bit wonky. And I think that is an awful symptom of being, shall I say, slightly older now. Yeah. Things don't knit the way they used to knit. Even when if I cut, Well, that's what I'm looking at here, isn't it? I'm going to be looking at one shoddy shoulder for the rest of my life. I've, you know, heavy shopping, coming back from Tesco with a double, double, double fisting of big bags. Not happening anymore. <laughs> I love when I get my big bags double fisted. Oh, God. You know, when you overshop, I always overshop. And then I'm like, I've got to carry this home. I forgot about that. Yeah. I need anyway. to fast for the rest of my life after the few weeks I've had. Have you been eating quite a bit? There was one night I had three twirls in the same evening. That's, that's a lot of twirl. That's unacceptable. That's a lot of twirls. Unless you're a West End dancer, that's too many twirls. (laughs) And I am. Oh, absolutely. Always thought of you as a bit of a twirly. (laughs) Anyway, I digress. So I was in Milton Keynes doing um, uh, a slightly left of centre corporate engagement for um, a 
for a company. And um, I had three drag queens to help me with the proceedings. Three? Yeah. yeah. Doing what? What were you doing? Bingo. Well, um, no, I, again, I, I don't know if this had been fully thought through, but I think they thought we could just sort of... Do you know sometimes, Stephen, people just assume that when you turn up to do... Because you're a comedian and, you know, you maybe put on with another comedian. They're like, we just thought you could do something together. Like you could just sort of conjure up a double act out of air. Do you know what? Oh, have you ever had that? I've had that a few times. People go, just maybe riff about something. You're like, this is not how this works. Any ho-ho. Long story short. Actually, the corporate was jolly good fun. And they were, it was a, quite a nice engagement. Um, but one of the drag queens I was working with was from RuPaul's Drag oh, Race. Yeah. Who were they? Uh, something Wong. No. Yeah. I yeah. love something wrong. Season yeah. one, RuPaul's Drag Race UK, season one. Season one. And something was, um, uh, they were having to be a bit cautious because we're flying out to LA the next day. Um, because, and I'd forgotten this, there's, there's a huge uh, after show potential from RuPaul, isn't there? From the yeah. contestants, they do these enormous conferences. I uh, hosted one over here, you know. Did you? Yeah, I hosted RuPaul's DragCon UK the year before the pandemic. Oh, wow. Fill me in. Tell me all. I'm fascinated. Well, I don't really understand what happens. Like, they march, people pay for a ticket, they march yeah. down, the drag queens march down a runway, and then they kind of all have their own little booths. It's like it, a car boot sale or like a Saturday flea market. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but of drag queens. Yeah. And then on top of your ticket, you can buy, like, or you can pay to have your picture taken with a drag queen. Right. That's literally it. So you choose which one you want or? So you could go, right, I love Something Wong, I love Bianca Del Rio, I love Cheryl Hole, and you go to all their stalls, you queue up, you pay them, you get a picture. Wow. Because I was was trying to ask something, I was trying to work out how much it was a picture. Yeah. And I I think it was about... Did they tell you? Well, um, the the sum of £35 was mentioned. Per picture? Yeah, but that's low end. So hold on. Let me just work this out very quickly on my mathematical apparatus. Mm. £35. Say you had 200 people. Mm-hmm. That's £7,000. It's not bad, is it, for a day's uh, posing? No. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Why don't we do that? I don't... You see, that, okay... Now, I, 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 because I tell you why we don't do that. I don't have confidence in my own stock. I, I, I would struggle to sell myself in that way. I recently got asked to be an auction item for a charity auction, and um, I declined because the thought of being left unauctioned on the shelf was just too horrible for me. And what? I thought, what were they auctioned off? Like a picture, or actually you? No, that like not 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 my entire like life, but just like an after, like go for dinner or something with them. Go for and dinner? I no, I, I yeah, but I, I'm with too like embarrassed. One I don't. I, yes, I I have done that before. I've done something like that before for another charity, and it was weird. 
you need boundaries in your career. Yeah, I really do. I'm really, I'm such a people pleaser that um, people ask me to do stuff and I do it. And then I go, I don't know why I've done that. I don't know why I did that. Anyway, I said no to the being auctioned off. I just didn't feel, not because I didn't want to do something for the charity, more because I was embarrassed that I would not get, they would not hit the, like if we had a reserve price of even 50 quid and we didn't hit it, the embarrassment would just kill me. Oh my God. Yeah. It would just kill me. Anyway. Why on earth? Do you know what I always think about these corporate jobs? Is they're mm. always, they're never just fun. And it feels like they're never fun for anyone involved. I don't know why they book us or where the idea comes from. Like, when you rock up to them half the time, you have to, your green room is the kitchen where mm. you can see what they're serving up. And then they go, do you want a bit? And it's like, not with what I've witnessed, thank you. <laughs> I feel like I'm the key witness to a crime. <laughs> and then... And then they're like, so how do you want to do this? And it's like, I don't know, what were you thinking? They were like, well, I don't know. We just thought you could just do whatever you want. And it's like, wait a minute. This hasn't been thought through, has it? No. No. I feel like a lot of jobs I do are like that, though. You see, you see, I, I always have a prep call with them before I go. You see, I, I do prep. But then I always find on the prep calls, they're always like, yeah, we were thinking this. What do you think? And it was like, and you're going, I don't know. I'm in the, I'm sat in a McDonald's drive through. <laughs> I thought I'd just be told what to do. I didn't know I was being hired as a producer as well. <laughs> producer, director, producer, writer, producer, director. How would you feel though about? How, okay, because I was talking to something and before I went to LA, and obviously that, and it was saying that that's what they do. They have like you, you get up really early in the morning, you set your stall up like you said, and then you wait for people to come along and have the picky taken but yeah. obviously there are people who are more popular than others on these shows yeah when i was at DragCon and i had my little break in between hosting duties because they also have like these break off rooms where there's different seminars Sem- seminars yeah so it's like so then i was like what are they called do you know like, basically like hosting between say three drag queens right um and then i feel like when I was walking round from like seminar to seminar on my little lunch break, there were people that had no one. Oh, you see, that would be me. Oh. And then there were people where it's like you could barely see, like you, they weren't going to be able to get through everyone. That would be yeah. I'd be the I'd be the no one. I'd be the no one. What makes see the, okay? And this is fascinating. What well, it is to me. What I wonder what makes some people more desirable to have a photograph with them. I think it's because we're a fickle fucking world. (laughs) Because let me tell you, the person, there's the odd one that's like remained popular since they won, you know, like five years ago. But what I noticed was it was like the recent cast Mm -hmm. had the long queues and the ones that were on like season two of the, original RuPaul in America, mm-hmm. they were the ones that had empty booths. So it's a very short-lived... It's a it's a short-lived fame, isn't it? I guess so. Because yeah. that was the only thing I noticed. I was like, these, these people where it's like they've been the more recent series, even if they went out first or second, that had really long queues. And then people that had made it to, like, say, the semi-finals of series one and two that had quite quiet booths. Yeah. Like, I can't... I thought, was it series two that went out during pandemic? Series two of UK. Yeah, that was my favourite. I had, there were a couple of favourite. I had a couple of favourites in there. Who were your there. faves? Well, Binami. 
Uh, Bimini Bond. Oh, you see, I was quite taken with Bimini. Um, that sort of Barry-esque beauty. It was really interesting on that one, wasn't it? Because as you say, it was during the lockdown. Yeah. And what happened was they'd started filming pre-COVID. Yeah. Then COVID happened, so they had to shut down. And then they came back and the ones that had remained, their drag elevated. Sure, yeah. Some of them had new teeth. Yeah. (laughs) Second chance, isn't it? They had a second chance at it. I love Bimini and I love taste. Taste confused me. I was, um, I'm going to say... uh, 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 sexually aroused by taste. Is that the right way of saying yeah, it? I yeah, I think we all were. I think we all wow. were. Wow. Wow. Have you seen Ella Dave from season three, Drag Race UK? Um, have I? I don't know if I have. Yeah, you must have. If you've seen season three, definitely seen yeah. Ella Day. I've just had a I... text message off Shirley Ballas. There you go, clang. <laughs> A little behind the scenes for you, sweetheart. A little behind the scenes. <laughs> Ella for day. Ella for day. Hold on, I'm just trying to show you them as, okay, out of drag. Can you see? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember Ella for day. Yeah, they make me feel funny in a good way. Great. You see, that's what I loved about, I, you know I'm, well, the whole point of this podcast is my slight dislike or disdain for reality tv but during pandemic rupaul's drag race i think i'm going to say it this might sound like a big bold statement oh god S- sort of saved me mentally what yeah yeah i i think the positivity of the show the the bright colors i'm really as basic as that the joy of it the creativity of it absolutely saved me during pandemic it was like therapy for me watching that show and i was distraught when it finished because i really needed it i really needed it do you not find because i love it as well and i agree with everything you're saying but every now and again there's bits of my cynicism that shines through where i feel like they're pushing people to announce their traumas yes but of course that happens doesn't it and in all of the in all, in every bit of television now, they're looking for the the juicy, meaty bit. Anything you do, they're like, we just, you know, if you could um, really expose yourself like a winkle out of a shell, that would be great. We'd really appreciate that. And of course, you know, it might be borderline traumatising for you, but it's got to make great telly. Um, it's Well, you know, the new thing is since pandemic, I can't believe I've never told you this, but since pandemic, you know, the new thing that reality tv shows want to see more of go on it's like um taking your bins out i'm not even joking what do you mean taking your bins do you mean metaphorically or actually taking your bins out they actually want to see like so producers now have told reality tv stars so i'm talking people like people that do like housewives and you know like these itvb series they mm. want to see people like taking their bins out or if they're you know sometimes they have a storyline where it's like oh we're going to get the kitchen redesigned they want to hit they want you to discuss how you're going to afford to get your kitchen designed because they're saying that after the pandemic people just want to see people doing what they're doing they don't want to see the glitz and the glamour people don't anymore people aren't happy for you to be like like looking in at your lifestyle they want to see you be like you're getting your, you're buying a new car how are you buying a new car like they want you to be like i'm gonna to have to take this shit job to buy this car 
I'm honestly, I've been told this. I've been really? Told this, yeah. They want to be like, we don't like now. We don't want to see you just in full glam. Like we want to see you with some makeup off, sweating at the gym, saying you hate it. Being a normal person. Yeah, because I think people over the pandemic, when they were watching these kind of shows, were like, well, what have you got to moan about? So now they're trying to show them that. That's bizarre, because I keep seeing adverts for, is it the Khans, Famous Fortune? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very much not taking their bins out, I'm going to be honest, unless they're taking them out in the lamp, one of, the, one of their Lamborghinis. It's um, And it does seem a little trashy now it does seem a little trashy you know it's um yeah i think particularly at the minute when most people are wondering how they're gonna heat their homes come september um seeing somebody swanning around dubai in one of their eight lamborghini four by fours um you've probably got a little less connect shall i say also i think people want to see a bit more depth and that is why i think rupaul's drag race works really well because even though you know i do think they push them into talking about their trauma Hmm. i do think that's what people really connect with yeah yeah no i think you're right i think you're right and there are some beautiful stories that come out of that and there's some really brave you know brave stories that come out of it and you know some quite young contestants on that show as well and you you know you you know that it takes takes guts if you were a drag queen what would your name be i was just trying to think of that i don't know oh have you got one Mm. it's got to be some sort of pun hasn't it yeah absolutely oh we were do you remember that shop victoria wines from the old days yes we thought victoria wines would be a good one. That's quite a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's actually yeah. hard. Do you know how many, like, are done? Sometimes I always think I'd just be called something like Janet from number 92. Yeah. Okay. Janet the librarian. Yeah. Was there a, was there a librarian on RuPaul's Drag? Was there a... There, there was a, not a librarian, but... Sort of, was there somebody a called libra- Janet? No, don't make me I'm making that up. What are you talking about, I woman? I have no idea. Would I have a drag... Um, I would have a drag king name. What is it? I think my drag... My drag king name would be Rory Lyons. Oh, I love that. Yeah, because when I was a kid, we had a dog called Rory, and my mum told me if, if I'd been born a boy, she'd have called me Rory, and that would have made me Rory Lyons. What would your special talent be? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Whip work. I don't know. I'm making it up now. Whip flying by the se- work. Flying by the seat of my pants. Do you have to have a special talent as a drag king? I think I'd be. Yes, everyone has to have a special talent. I think I'd be a lip sync assassin. Uh, right, okay. Can you slut drop? Yes. Can you? <laughs> I've got a great story about the slut drop, you know. Go on. <laughs> the slut drop. I actually think what you mean is a death drop. Oh, I mean a death drop. That's one of the what drag, a drag queens. queens. Uh, to, uh, to, um, one of the drag queens at the corporate I did did a death drop. Yeah, in front of six hundred and fifty estate agents. They oh. weren't expecting that. Were they bothered? Uh, uh, they were. I mean, there was there was an audible gasp. Yeah. That's Ooh. good. Yeah. Is that because they worried they broke the floor or something? I'm not entirely. I mean, I don't think any of us were expecting it. It's, it's always a, proper... a loud bang when they do it, eh? So yeah, so a death drop is a complete collapse of the floor, whereas a slut drop is 
I'm going to say uh, extreme squat followed by uh, arse elevation. Out. Yeah, yeah. I have a story about this. Okay. My friend, who is a producer, worked on the first ever series of Geordie Shaw. She invented the slut drop. That's a very bold statement. Well, she's the one, Okay, I don't think she invented the slut drop because we used to do it on nights out, but she's the one that put it on TV. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I promise. And was it first displayed on Geordie's show? I believe so. I have no, By the way, if anyone's listening to this that is like, this is wrong, I have no factual evidence that any of this is correct. I'm just saying... Given the subject matter, Stephen, I doubt people are going to get... <laughs> well, you know what people are like. They'll be like, excuse me, Phil and Holly did it first on this morning. But <laughs> Phil Schofield did a slot drop on this morning. I'd love that if that was actually true. When are we going on this morning? I don't know. I saw Phil Schofield in a corridor in um, uh, BBC a few weeks ago. You are always on the BBC. He's very um. He's um. He's like a I, pencil. Yeah, he's very small. Do you know how? I know too much useless stuff, and I have no general knowledge. He does the five-two diet. Okay. Yes. He's he's lean. He's lean and sort of. You know, he's that striking grey hair. It looks like a sort of. Pe- it looked like it reminded me of a pencil. Did you fancy him? Not really. Um, and I'm going to say like an H pencil as opposed to an HB, sort of a light shading pencil, a pencil you'd use to do light shading. It didn't. You wouldn't have great depth of shading. Did you get a chance to talk to him or did you have the opportunity to get a vibe off him? I tell you what we did. <clears throat> we. Uh, he said uh, he saw me in the corridor and he smiled and he went, oh, hello. And I went, oh, hello back. And then I could see instantly in his eye that he had no idea who I was. That's but so but thought sweet, yeah 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 he was like he sort of went you're right I went yeah you're right because of course I knew who Phil Schofield was because they're like sort of mythical beasts people from daytime television are like mythical beasts aren't they you know they're they're like unicorns you know most people haven't seen them but you sort of hope they exist and then I saw him and he thought whoa he does exist that's how I feel about Holly Willoughby do you. I feel like, one, I'm in love with her, which is right. a very tricky position to be in as a gay man. Mm-hmm. Two, she's on every goddamn show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, busy lady. Very busy lady. Very Just like busy. you. Well. You're never available anymore. That's not true. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm largely available. You're always off working, breaking your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. What do you think? Did time. you learn anything from something one? Because, do you know, um, I met someone from the drag race world. I shan't mm. say who, because I'm going to tell you what they said to me. Go. But they, we were talking to them, and I was talking about, like, agents and things like that. And they said, why would you give... 20%, I mean, I don't give 20%, but why would you give 20% <laughs> mm. of all your work away? And I was like, eh? And she goes, you are the manager of your own destiny. Why right. give 20% away? That is bad business. And I was like, oh, my God. Uh, are they a successful drag queen? They're very, very, very successful. Okay. Yeah. But without management? Yep. 
I mean, people you know can what do they that. Do? They hire an assistant. So they're giving more than 20% away, but I'd only imagine. in recent times. Okay. I tell you what I learned from the drag queens. You know, we turn up to a gig. I have a small bag. What do you what do you what do you take with you when you're gigging? Have you got a man sack, Stephen? Well, I always carry my man sack. Yes. But I've got <laughs> I meant my balls. Um, but I've got my phone, my wallet and my car key. Depending on journey, I will do makeup and outfit change there. Yeah. So a small wheelie bag are we talking? If that, I'd say just like a big rucksack. Oh, a rucksack. How very lesbian of you. Yeah, I know. Well, I learned from the best, sweetheart. <laughs> I have um, I have a small totes bag that has Snoopy on it because I'm, oh. yeah, suffering from arrested development. Anyway, if you're a drag queen, turns out at least three wheelie bags is what you're looking at. It's a lot of gear. And don't you find every drag queen has like a little twink with them that's like carrying everything? <laughs> they um they didn't in Milton Keynes. They were no. twinkless. Twinkless. No, they were twinkless. Yeah. I think you were shortchanged by your drag queen experience. But something did say that there was a there was a crew of them going out to LA. So I think they had the they must I mean, there must be I can't imagine what their excess baggage is like. That's what I kept thinking. It's really expensive to be a drag queen. No joke <clears throat> as well, sister, because I was just looking at booking a flight to Norway for some gigs. And if I want to take a suitcase, it like doubles the whole price of the flight. Yeah. Ridiculous in this day and age. So, yeah, if you're going over to do a conference, um, what do they call them? Convention. Convention. Thank you. Convention. Um, uh, Yeah, you're looking at thousands of pounds worth of excess baggage just to get there. So you better get a lot of photographs taken while you're there. Do you ever think this about comedians is that we just don't um, almost command respect or our divership? Because I feel like with comedians, we really are the runt of the showbiz ladder because we just walk in, we're thrilled to be there. If the green room is us standing in the kitchen using a metal pan to do our makeup in, we're so grateful. <laughs> and I just think, but everyone else is kind of like, do you know, but people go, what's your rider? Or what yeah. does Stephen want his rider? I'm always like, nothing. I can. Well, you must own. have something on your rider. I'll tell you what happened. On my last tour, my agent was like, You've got to put some on your rider. This is ridiculous. And I was like, if I want a sandwich, I'll buy a sandwich. Mm. If I want a Diet Coke, I'll buy a Diet Coke. Like, I don't need someone to fetch at me. But I was like, if, if the, like, just put puppies on the rider then. Put puppies on the rider. People, the venues brought fucking puppies. They did not. They did not every venue, but certain venues got their staff to bring in their puppies from home. Oh, my so God. I could play with them because people took it deadly serious. I felt like an absolute cretin. Mariah Carey of the comedy world. Yeah. And then a couple of venues where I, where they couldn't bring puppies in, they brought me like a stuffed animal puppy. I felt like such a bell end. Wow. Wow. On my rider, I have a bottle of water and a Diet Coke. Oh, my God. That's it. Sometimes I ask for fruit. Do you ask for it at a certain temperature? No. No. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I've got a big job coming up. Have you? Yeah. What is it? Can't tell you. <laughs> oh, shut up, shut up. <laughs> Can't tell you till July. Why not till July? No, because it mightn't happen. Because I've learned it mightn't happen. You know, and think, you know, I've learned uh to keep my powder dry in this business because I've had been offered stuff before before in the past where you go oh my god and then you tell everybody and then for some reason it doesn't happen or you get recast or you know and then then you have the shame and embarrassment of going oh well that actually never actually happened I always say to my boyfriend I'm like I'll tell you when there's a camera in my face yes I think you learn that don't you in this business yeah 
I was talking to a comedian the other day and they were saying they were they were offered a massive job um, and it would have been a sort of career-changing job. And then at the very last minute, they rewrote the script and that job was no longer there. Oh, my God. And it's really hard to sort of slam it back into reverse and come out of that, you know, highway of hope. It yeah. is such emotional turmoil because you're going... You just don't know... Like, there's some jobs where I'm like, this is definitely happening, definitely happening, definitely happening. It's been booked in, like you say, as far as away as July or August. Yeah. The time comes around and it's yeah. gone. But then yeah. there's other ones where you go, you get booked the day of. Can Stephen get in a car and come and do this right now? Yeah. Are you writing down what the job is? I'm going to hold it up for me. No, I'm not. Why not? Um, I promise uh, I won't tell. No, is it the I'm L not. word? <laughs> the old L word. What would I play in the L word now? I would be a lesbian. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that would be yes, par for the yes. But you could um, be like the wise older lesbian. Uh, yeah, anti-lesbian. Oh my god, are you the new Richard Osman on Pointless? No, I'm not. But um, no, I'm not. No, it's not that sort of a. It's not that sort of a job. Um, Is it an acting job? No. No. It's, um, I suppose you'd call it, sl- it's a slight presenter. It's got a sort of presentery feel to it. Anyway, it's right up my street. A lesbian presenting job. No, no. Are they bringing back the L word? I could probably go for that. Is it radio? No, it's television, babes. Is it television present? Oh. <gasps> Is it the one show? <laughs> I just did the one show. But as a host? No, 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 no. Did you see my little one show special? Um, no, because I was away, but I will oh. watch it on the iPad. No, forget it. Forget it. No, I'm going to watch no, it. No, forget it. Going if you haven't got four it, minutes to it spare. It's called Alopecia and Me, wasn't it? Something like that, yeah. Well, why do I know the title and you don't? <laughs> Here, I'm finding it right now. Find it. I'm on my phone now, but to find your thing so I can promote it. It was... Okay. Zoe, it was not called Alopecia and Me. Oh, oh I no, felt awful it? for even saying it now. It was called Alopecia Bald is Beautiful. Oh, that's me. Yeah. Presented by Zoe Lyons. Directed by Tom Taylor. The editor was Sam Webb. Yeah. Yeah, it was a nice little film. It was a lovely little film. I read a beautiful, beautiful girl called Neve who has um, alopecia and uh, from the age of five has shaved all her hair off and just um, embraced it. And she was absolutely beautiful. It was gorgeous. She actually, she had a bit of a RuPaul sort of um, uh, energy to her. I, she had this wig. She had a wig, but it was a bright pink one. It was it was gorgeous what she wore that. every now and again. Yeah. That's, do you know what? Coming back to the RuPaul, that is what I really enjoy about the show is the creativity. You know when they have to make the outfits? Yeah. I'm blo- I'm always blown away. I'm blown away and by their creativity. some of the looks they turn out. Good I grief. wish I could do that. But you could. You don't try. I do try. When was the last time you tried? Yesterday. What did you try? Yesterday, I... I broke my I broke the mold of my wardrobe choices. That makes sense. Did you Does... wear a skirt? No, I wore a jumpsuit, which I <laughs> I bought 
a while ago and I just thought, do you know what, so just wear it because we fall into such a, you, you, you fall into such patterns with clothes, don't you? I think people do and you just sort of end up wearing the same stuff all the time and you, things that you get comfortable in. Yeah. But actually, I really enjoy colours and different different styles. So I bought myself this um, Alexa Chung <gasps> jumpsuit. That's expensive. I got it. I got it on a discount online. Um, oh my god! Is this because of your new job? No, no, it was just sort this of this morning. Not presented this morning, <laughs> and I wore it with. So I've, you know, I've been wearing hats because of the old um, uh, baldiness. Um, but I, I wore. A, my mum gave me a beautiful vintage silk headscarf, so I wore it with that, and I felt very much like a Parisian artiste who had um, left her garret for the afternoon and uh, was wandering around Brighton for inspiration. I do not know what's happened to you, but I really like it. Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. And two normally people... Normally you're in your running gear. Yeah. Like, that's not a look. It's a strong look. It's a strong scent. Yeah, it is a strong scent. You're right. I mean, it doesn't matter how how, how high, hot or washy, wash it on. It does sort of retain it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so I felt really good. And I tell you, I'm going to get myself some massive sunglasses as well. That's what I've decided. So I'm going to wear headscarves and massive sunglasses a la Catherine Hepburn. I love that. What, yeah. What, so what What do you think? Would you think this will be a constant new look? Are we exploring a new look? Yeah, I felt really happy yesterday. It made me feel really happy. I get, I get why people dress up in drag. It made me. I didn't feel like I was in drag, obviously, but I was in stuff that wasn't my normal outfit, and I actually felt but really that's happy. that's a version of drag. Isn't it? A Every little time bit. Every we put on a bit of makeup or we dye our hair, it's drag, baby. Yeah, I... I I sort of felt that because I felt a little bit outside of myself because I hadn't worn this outfit before and because I wasn't... You know when you put it and you go, do I look like a dick? It was a jumpsuit, so I was like, do I look like I've just left my shift at Quick Fit? Um, No, and you have a nice physique. Like, if I wore a jumpsuit, I'd look pregnant. (laughs) I think you... I met... um, I did a gig with a beautiful guy recently who wore a jumpsuit on stage and it really looked good on him. I love a man in a jumpsuit. Who was it? Was it Morgan Rees? It was Morgan Rees and he's so delicious and he looked absolutely gorgeous. Are you heterosexual today? Do you know what? I might be a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Wait till we get onto the husband of the week and that'll that'll blow your socks off. Anyway, um, 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 so have you got a jumpsuit? Um, I had a jumpsuit and it did not make me feel very good. What? I looked like a gay Teletubby. <laughs> or as they say, just a Teletubby. <laughs> um, so we decided to put that at the back of the wardrobe until my fasting diet has got me down to the Philip Schofield pencil gig situation. And then will you put your jumpsuit back on? No, I feel like I'll still feel insecure. <laughs> what colour is it? It's navy blue, and on the back it's got a heart, like a cut-out heart. Okay. Okay. So I'm getting a strong 80s vibe from that. Yeah. Oh, my God. It'd be absolutely fabulous if I didn't have chippy tits. Right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. It's a weird thing. What I've discovered with my jumpsuit is... um, I'm quite long in the torso, short in the leg. Uh, oh. Yeah, weird physique. No, I mean, not 
not sort of freakishly short in the leg, but definitely longer in the torso than perhaps I should be. That's weird for the new host of Top Gear. In it, yeah. Oh, I wish I was. Oh, um, oh yeah, I wish I was. I'd, I would have such a laugh doing that. Anyway, um, so long in the torso, which when you're wearing a jumpsuit isn't necessarily designed for somebody with the slightly longer torso. So I do find there is a slight danger of, I'm going to say, mild to moderate camel toe. <gasps> You can't say camel toe when you're going to be the new host of Blue Peter. I'm not the host of Blue Peter. That's not my job. <laughs> no, I mean, not full camel toe. Not full camp, but definitely, certainly if I was reaching for something off a top shelf, there'd be some pullage in the old undercarriage area with the jumpsuit that I'm wearing. I was working with someone recently and they put, um, they were wearing a jumpsuit and they put a, how do I put this? A cue card down their pantalones mm. around their region to stop such camel toeation. A cue card? Yeah, so they kind of like folded it round. I mean, I'm showing you as if people listening understand. Wow, that's yeah. really inventive. Yeah, if you want to borrow it, I'm sure they won't mind. No, I really don't want to borrow somebody's cue card that's been down their pants to give them a moulded vajayjay. That's well, bizarre. I'm going to get it, yeah. Like a sort of, like an action man pant. Like a sort of, you remember how exactly action man... Exactly like that. Yeah, action men didn't have any genitals. Just a sort of smooth undercarriage. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, that makes sense, doesn't it? Like a sort of, like a kind of jockstrap for the lady. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Like a sort of, I mean... Because surely get... everyone has that ish. I mean, obviously, I don't know, but obviously everyone has that ish. I'll tell you what, in my jumpsuit, I had um, the opposite effect. It Why, made just... everything look bigger than it actually is. Really? Protruding. Protruding. Wow. Yeah. Magnifying jumpsuit. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it would have sort of tucked it on. No, oh. it kind of like, I don't know what happened. It kind of like just sat there for okay. all and sundry to see. Have you ever loved and lost somebody? <laughs> if there was a chance to say, it. I'm sorry. Can't you see? Have you, you... ever, a la RuPaul, have you ever had to talk? No. Okay. No. I mean, in that jumpsuit, I probably should. Yeah, I would have thought that would have been a better option. Very meaty. <laughs> like a Greg sausage roll. Would you know how to... Do... When you... T- right, talk me through this. If you, you basically, do... like, push your balls and your willy to your gooch and tape it back. With tape? Yes. Gaffer? Presumably. Wow, that's going to hurt. When you... Oh, can't be gaffer. No, it won't be gaffer. It would kill. Masking tape. Like a tip tape. I don't know. What tape do you use to tuck? Tip tape. Is there there tuck tape? Shall I Google it? Well, let's. I mean, I need to know now. Tape for tucking. Tucking tape. But I'm very keen. Who was it who used the cue card to um, mould the. Can you tell me? No. You tell me. Are they very famous? No. 
Oh, well, no, none. One method of tucking involves mm-hmm. pulling the penis backwards in between the legs while simultaneously pushing the testicles up into the inguinal canal. Oh. You heard Wait. of the inguinal canal. Do you know what I haven't seen? But that doesn't surprise me. Um... Uh, oh, in order to secure this position in place, some practitioners may use especially tight undergarments and a leotard that has a strap. Okay, so we're not taping. That did that did, that did sound wrong. It seemed hurtful. It did, but a tighter pant will do the job. You put them up there, pull the penis back, put on a makeshift gaff that holds everything in place and put on three pairs of tights and everything ends up smoothing out. Wow, three pairs of tights. And That's... some queens will use duct tape to hold it back. Don't use duct tape. Don't. That's what it says on here. That's too painful. Too painful. Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Would you talk? If I... Um, if I was a drag queen? Yes, I think I'd... Yes, I probably would. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still thinking about my drag queen name. Um, I think you should be called <laughs> um, It's a hard one isn't it I like something with lioness Lioness Because you're lions Yeah S Lioness That's not work That doesn't It's got to be something a little bit dirty hasn't it What about Oh you could be called ring sting <laughs> Ring sting. That's what popped into my head when you said dirty. It, that, ring sting. <laughs> no. Yeah. Not yeah. dirty. No, actually, it doesn't need to be... F- it needs to be clever. Yeah. There's a drag queen here in Brighton who's been on the scene for years called Betty Swallocks. Exactly that like that. Yeah, That's that such always a makes great me laugh. One. It's such a good name, isn't it? Betty Swallows is great. Well, name. who's your your favourite housewife is Lisa Vanderpump. Yes. So maybe you could be called Handerpump. Lisa <laughs> Hander. Handerpump. Pump. Yeah. Give a give a girl a pump. Give a girl a good pump. Give a good. A, there you go. I think you Held have to it. top your. You have to tip your hat to drag queens. Yeah. They do come up with some pretty good names. Yeah. What? Yeah. It is hard. I'm going to stick with Victoria Wines for now. Okay. But I'll probably end up changing that. So what would be your drag queen persona? Okay, what would be your go-to look? I think I would be... I think I'd like to look really femme. Oh, right. Okay. You know, kind of like a Courtney Act vibe. Okay. But I think I'd end up looking like Bet Lynch. Okay. I think there's a way I'd like to look. Like in my head, I'd like to be able to make myself look like Nicola Roberts. Okay, from Girls Aloud fame. You know them. Sure, yeah. But I think I'd end up looking more like Bet Lynch or Beverly Callard at a push. Okay, yeah. It's 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 managing expectations. But I could see me in all the leopard and, you know, I'd hopefully be a comedy queen. Okay. Are we talking big wigs? The biggest. The higher to heaven, the closer to God. Yeah. 
What about I you? Why, I don't know why I'm seeing you as sort of like a Dolly Parton type. Oh my God, I was literally just thinking that myself. <laughs> I could just see you in like a polka dot dress. I think you'd be like a gothic one. I, I was going to say the same. Yeah. I'm thinking slight matrix, slight gothic, slight dominatrix. Yes. yes. What's that lady called in the matrix? Uh, Is it Neo? Um, tr- um, Trinity, not Trinity. Trinity. Is it Trinity? That's yeah. my vibe for yeah. you. That's yeah. my vibe. Is it Trinity? I can't remember. Yeah. Yes. We'll um, say yes. Yeah, I, I, and I'd quite like to wear. I never wear heels in in um in real life. I'd if have. You didn't wear heels, Michelle Bazard would mark yeah. you down. I'd have six inch black uh leather boots. Oh, pleather. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, we should we should do this. I would love someone to put us in drag. <laughs> I would love somebody yeah. to put us in drag, and I'd love. To, I would honestly love to do stand up in drag just once. I would too, actually, genuinely. because a lot of people. T- I mean, it must be honestly. Even going out in my silk scarf and my jumpsuit the other day, I felt different. Yeah, and I sort of tapped into that vibe. I felt. I felt a little bit arty. I was just going to say, if you, I think if you use clothes as art, do you know when you actually put an outfit together? Yeah. I think it can really fe- make you feel different. Do you yeah. Know, like, when I try and put an outfit together that's a la Carrie Bradshaw, I feel sexy, powerful, creative, a little bit annoying, but still fine. You're quite good with putting clothes together. I am when I can be bothered. I'm also can be really lazy with it. But you, you don't, you scrub up well, Stephen. I know, but boy, Zoe Lyons, is this you? Someone contacting you about your new job? Yeah, no, Hosting sorry, I'm buzzing. The Apprentice, you're fired. Yeah, I'm bro- yeah, not doing that either. Not doing that. I can tell you in July. You'll have to hang on till then. July's ages away. It's not. It'll be here in a moment. It'll be here in a moment. So, will you watch season four? Yeah. Of, yeah. I will. The thing I have, my issues with Drag Race now is I'll watch the American one and I'll watch the English one, but I'm drawing a line. There's too many. I tried to do um, Drag Race Down Under. Yeah. I tried to do Drag Race Holland. There's just too many to catch up on now. Drag Race Holland, is there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've not seen that one. Yep. It's great. There's got a... Got to be some clog pun names in there. Wow. Okay, I'll have to look And there was Drag one. Race versus the World. I found that a bit annoying. Yeah. He's a very busy man now then, RuPaul, isn't he? Yeah. I wonder when he's going to retire. Well, he's what? Early 60s. He looks beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely stunning. And I love, I love Michelle. I love Michelle. I love Michelle. Um, like I say, this programme really, really saved me mentally. For sort of six months of the of the pandemic, oh. I was watching it. Yeah, it was, it was so. Um, so you know, maybe we found something that we can. Speaking of Michelle, she's my husband of the week. Oh, we've got to that point of the show. It's time for husband of the week. Oh my god, that was so beautiful. I bet thank you very much. Thirty-three in the chat. Thank you very, very much. Eurovision yeah. next year. Yeah. Um, so yes, but the type, the part of the show we talk about our husband of the week. So you're going Michelle Visage. I am. Brave I choice. Am. Okay. 
Yeah. I, I'll tell you for why. Mm-hmm. I know she's technically a wife. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we have to be open-minded in our podcast, so that's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. And I just think with her, she's got such good style. She's yeah. kind. Everything she says is wise and thought through. She's coming from a place of experience, having mm. had failures in her own career and life and now experiencing success at a later point in her life her Mm. words not mine and um i think she's a really shrewd businesswoman and i think she should replace or just she should yeah she should replace alan sugar on the apprentice but that's none of my business but i just think you know there is certain podcast you can listen to where michelle actually gives really good like life advice like Mm -hmm. what to do with your money if you've got an idea, don't get, you know, you've just always got to be on the hustle. And I really respect her hustle mm-hmm. and her heart. And she always has time for everyone. And as she calls them the queens, she calls them her kids. Yeah. And she really, you know, she really looks after them even when they've left. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I really got a lot from watching her and listening to her. Yeah. I think she's, yeah, she's quite a remarkable person. I'd love to be her friend. You will be. Do you think? Oh, when I host. (laughs) What could it be? Crofts. No, it's not that either. It's not that either. My husband of the week uh, is a man I saw yesterday on Brighton Beach. Oh. Who, um, uh, he was in a couple and uh, they stood out instantly. I I said to my wife, went, they're not British, you can tell. They just look like, they look beach savvy. They were okay. beach savage. They were beach, beach beautiful, um, as opposed to sort of um, unclothed blobs of blancmange that were elsewhere on the beach. Um, anyway, it turned out they were Brazilian because a, like oh. a lady, yeah, a lady got talking to them. But he was quite a spectacular specimen of a man. But he also knew it, and he was um, he peacocked beautifully for about half an hour. Just stood up, just displaying everything and i'm i'm going to say if he was going to tuck it would probably go between his shoulder blades that's uh it was yeah honestly and it's not normally where my eye is drawn but i just couldn't help it yesterday and i wasn't the only one because there were two old women walking down the beach as he was stood up sort of peacocking and i saw them clock him and then they 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 turned to each other and giggled like girls they were like You have to take yeah. a picture when you see people like this. Honestly, Stephen, it was quite, it was quite you know, remarkable. It was, I, he was beautiful, really beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, the beautiful. The first three men I was with, not at the same time when I moved to London, were all Brazilian. There's something really, they're really, they yeah. seem really confident in their own bodies. I think they are. And yeah, they, and I think they respect their bodies. Yeah, you know. Well, there's that whole thing of, you know, I mean, you know, Mardi Gras and and movement and dance and that celebration of being physical and being able to just be sexy. It's like, that's great. Yeah. Even stood there, he was I just sexy. Personally. Yeah, I bet you do. In your, yeah. in your jumpsuit. <laughs> I am so sexy, I can't even tell you. Well, next oh time we God, record, I and I know... I, can't, I know nobody can see this, but, but we're on Zoom with each other. Can we both wear our to... jumpsuits? Okay. <laughs> Let's just do it in our jumpsuits. I'll feel embarrassed because you have a nice body. But you haven't seen me jumpsuit. 
Well, and I told you, frequency, long torso. So but you, you know. felt good in it, which means you'll look good in it. I want to see a jumpsuit. I want, I want it next time. Let's take a leaf out of RuPaul Drag Race. If you can ethos. love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get Amen. Amen. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've enjoyed this. I even. enjoyed this one. I've done it in bed as well, so it felt like a general just chit-chat. Nice. You're very lazy. Um, <laughs> if you guys have enjoyed listening, do subscribe to our podcast. Um, you can subscribe by hitting the subscribe button, I think. Oh, mate. Really? No, I don't know. I haven't you, a clue. You I'd, also I'd imagine that's how it works. Give us five stars. That allows us to be spreading our wings. <laughs> and you can leave a nice comment. We might delete uh, this bit. But and just we'll like uh, shit. I think we should post a couple of pictures of us in our jumpsuits as well. Oh, yeah, we will do that. Yeah, on the old Insta. What are you on Insta, Stephen? I'm at Stephen Comedy. Stephen oh. with a PH. What are you, Zoe? I'm at Zoe Lyons Comedy. I love, I love the fact that we both had to put comedy into our handles. Just in case so that people aren't sure. People didn't know. Yeah. They weren't aware. Yeah. Oh, thanks I've for that. I enjoyed it. I found it uplifting. I'm going to go and... enjoy um... your holiday, which is really prep for your... New presenting job. Yeah. Hosting the weakest link. I'm going back to Austria, the scene of the crime where I bra- fractured my shoulder two months ago. So that'll Before be Before you host 24 hours in A&E. Yeah, that'll be me. Yeah. Interesting. I can't watch 24 hours in A&E anymore when somebody's dislocated their shoulder and they get loads of drugs. Triggered. I can't watch that. I'm like, I didn't get anything. I got nothing because I'm an absolute trooper. So, till then, not that I'm bitter. Till then, it was a private clinic in Austria. I thought even just a dab of MDMA. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Two paracetamol and a glass of hot water. Anyway, so, not bitter, letting it go. That's a Blackpool breakfast. In it. Um, till next time, you've been listening to Let's Talk About the Husband with me, Zoe Lyons. And me, Stephen Bailey. Oh, there was a pregnant pause. I think I was going to say goodbye. Oh, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Bye! Bye everyone! Ta-ta! Cheerio! A podcast from producer Paul.co.uk Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.